Welcome back everyone to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Today we will be chatting with Ernest Sandifer. He is a man behind his own podcast, a man that is passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion just as I am. And he will go through all measures to make sure that he sustains his self-worth, his self-value, and he does not allow other people or things to rob him of his joy or peace. Welcome, Ernest. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. (laughs) So you could explain who you are far better than I can. So let the listeners and viewers know who you are and what you're about. Well, that was a really great introduction, but yeah, I'm Ernest Sandifer. I also go by the name You Love Ernest on social media. Um, I'm a lot of things that, you know, brother, son, nephew, Um, but as far as just like hobbies and things, um, I'm an author. I have my own podcast as well. Um, I have my own clothing line. I just started um, this past November. So it's only been a few months. It hasn't been a long time, as long as I've been writing and and podcasting. But uh, yeah, it's going well, just like the other things. Um, And I'm just overall a creative. I I would describe that would be like one of the probably like 100 words I'll use to describe myself. Creative is, is definitely in like that top five of the words. So what's the name of your clothing line? And congratulations to that new endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So the, uh, the name is Bad for Business Clothing. I always wanted to start a clothing line. Um, this is kind of a clothing line that is pretty expressive, just like how I am. But I wanted to have like something that people can wear to express how they feel or who they are um, on the outside and not just be because not everybody is a verbal person not everyone has podcasts like us not everyone is someone who is comfortable saying the things that they want to say and speak in their mind so I just wanted to have something for them to get these thoughts out Um, so it's like, even if it's a t-shirt that says something or, you know, a sweater or a hoodie of some sort, you know, the face mask, since that's, you know, still a thing, (laughs) something that people can read and say, oh, this is how this person feels about X, or, you know, this is how, this is, you know, something they can identify that person with as far as having a personality is, you know, especially for my fellow introverts out there who don't really necessarily do a lot of talking or whatever. Um, that is, you know, it's it's a line for everybody. It's not just for people who don't necessarily speak. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it's uh, something that I've had this idea for the longest, probably since I was like a teen. Um, but as I mentioned uh, moments ago, I just like actually started doing it last November. So um, finally found the time, found the outlet. Um, and I was like, let me just get started on this. And it was it's going really well so far. That is great because now your dreams that you had since you were a teenager are now reality. And you're also spreading your brand, but giving other people hope and vision for maybe their brand or just giving them that leeway to express themselves. And I definitely want to segue into this segment's topic, which is workplace challenges and issues, because there's been so many of them and some we hear about and others we don't because people don't always like to share their stories because they may be afraid of what people are going to think and how others are going to perceive them 
but it's so important when we share our stories is that we remain authentic and let people know this happened to me but it also happened for me and this is what I learned from this experience so I want you to start off by telling the listeners as well as the viewers your workplace challenges and issues that you face and how has it molded you to the man you are now so my first ever job was probably one of the greatest jobs I've ever had um, working for someone else let me make that clear the greatest job I have now is working for myself but working for others it was this uh, school program at first I was still in school when I first got the job I was a high school kid so obviously still in school but summers were off so it was just a summer job for me um, and what we did was work with uh, the youth in the city and we introduced them to tennis and just I helped them with reading and things of that nature in their schoolwork. So as I got out of school, got out of high school and everything, graduated, that was a job that was pretty much lined up for me. Um, I've been there for a very long time, not even just as one of their former uh, students, but as an employee there as well. And things was always going sweet. Um, we talked about this uh, situ- this job when you came on my podcast. So. Pretty much, I was there for the longest and I got comfortable because of the money and pretty much where my position was in, in, the, uh, in the program. I was always uh, a part-time staffer. Uh, I believe it, it, the title was like something coach. It wasn't like, you know, I was only lead coach in like the summer times because that's when I would lead my own uh what many would call camps we just called them sites so I would leave my own site but they only allowed me to do that in the summertime which at the time I had no problem with but as I got older of course I was like yeah I really want I really think I should be leading this site because the school I was working at uh, it was a middle school and we when I first got there there was a woman in charge and she was great but then she wanted to go to another she wanted to lead another school because um she was she wanted to leave the program at first but then you know um I don't know what happened with that so she went to another location before she ended up leaving the program altogether so they put another uh person in charge someone outside not even familiar with the program um, and he ran it for a couple years, but then he wanted to leave. He moved out of state. So they're looking for others. I'm like, hello, I'm here. Uh, this guy I was working with, his name's Steven. I'm like, we've been here for the longest. Steven was actually one of the instructors or the coaches when I was a kid. So he's been here forever and stuff. This man literally watched me growing up and he's still in the same position as he was when I was a middle school kid. Yeah. So seriously, wait, let's just pause yeah. right there. He is still in the same position. That is there too. I've seen him around. Just to why? Be why is that? That's that's what I want to know. Um, I can point the race. He is a black man. Uh, he is from Barbados, so he, you know, he's no longer an immigrant, but he did uh, come here from Barbados years ago. Um. So I can point to that. He's saying he he will justify it by saying he's not interested in a higher position, and that could be true. I don't want to speak for him. Um, it could be he's really comfortable at the just the the part time coaching uh, position. 
but I'm like, but dude, they overlook you for everything. They can at least take your thoughts into consideration because he'll share thoughts with me or complain with me when I was there about things. And I'm like, yeah, you've been here longer, so you know the ins and outs and stuff. And after you, it's me. So <laughs> they should listen to at least us. We're the seniors, even though I'm this is I'm in my early 20s at the time. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're still seniors of this because I've been here as a student and now as an employee. You've been here as an employee ever since I was a student. Um, so do you yeah. feel like since you both were brown people, one being brown American and one being brown Caribbean descent, that they felt maybe intimidated by you all or they just felt like, hey, you know what? They're just going to be our token people to show that we are inclusive, diverse, as well as equitable, but you really didn't see the equality from your vantage point, because what's the point of speaking up and then you're constantly getting dismissed or things are getting discarded. It makes you as an employee feel like you're not really a part of the team, like you don't have a place of belonging because it's like, I'm here doing this job, but I'm constantly getting dismissed, omissed, yep. and passed over. But then him, your counterpart being a brown person as well, is confiding in you because maybe you share similar interests or y'all have a lot of things in common, but he's afraid to talk up yeah. or outwardly to other people because he may not know how it's going to be per perceived or received by them but then you're telling him hey you're getting overlooked or whatnot but if he was comfortable telling you certain things and complaining to you why wasn't he comfortable to advocate for himself i believe that with wow sorry for that <laughs> i was a loud notification um but um, I believe that is the case for him because a lot of, especially people of color, when we're in these situations where, especially how we're raised, we're told we get these jobs, especially if they're good paying jobs, whatever, that we keep our head down and we just listen and we, we don't make them mad, basically. We don't piss anybody off or that nature. And again, this is stuff I was told, but I'm different. I'm someone that is typically, I don't, I, I can't keep my mouth shut when I, when I, like I was saying it, when something is an injustice, I have to speak up. I'd be, res I, I'm respectful about it, but I can't just simply just not say anything or at least go to somebody who, for you know, no disrespect, doesn't really have the power because he was going to me and I'm like, I don't have the Technically, I don't have the power to make these changes, but together, you and I, if I can even be the voice and you and you just back me up. But at the same time, like you, we, we have to do this together. So I think, again, how he was raised, I'm not really 100% sure how he was raised, but I'm pretty sure. Um, and a lot of, you know, black folks was raised this way when we get into these jobs, you don't you know be the angry black man the angry black woman or you know i'm pretty sure uh brown's brothers and sisters are told that you don't be the angry latino latina whoever right um you get in here you do your job and let your actions speak for you but that's what we've been doing for the longest of time so for him i think it's it's a culmination of he was just raised not to 
say anything once you get this these jobs, especially if you are someone outside of the USA. You you keep your mouth shut, you work the job, you make your money, and you that's what it is, right? Well, um, I could speak on that a yeah. bit there because I am Caribbean and South American descent, so my parents are foreigners. Um, my dad's no longer with us because he passed seven months ago. And yeah, that you are you are correct to an extent. Like they they say, oh, don't rock the boat. You have a great job with good benefits and all these things. But then they fail to realize that you are just as much educated as your counterparts are. You matter just as much as the next man or woman matters. And times are changing. So you have to be mindful of your mental health. And that comes with emotional well-being, physical well-being, and you know, your overall well-being. And if you're in a toxic work environment, or if you're clocking in at someone's job, you're spending eight to 10 hours there a day, you're spending the majority of your time on someone else's clock that you're not spending with your family. The least thing that you wanna do is be beaten down mentally physically and emotionally and feel invaluable you you don't want to be overlooked you don't want to be paid you know unfairly because there's a lot of times where there are brown people who are substantially paid lower than their white counterparts and that is an issue because if you're really talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, but you aren't leveling the playing field, then there are some issues there. So I like that you brought that up there because sometimes we can really get comfortable based on how we were raised, that it conditions us to remain stagnant. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. And I think, I believe that was some of the things that was going down. Now, I had no idea who was getting paid, how much, I just knew how much money I was making. I never was the, ind the individual who would ask around. I know the woman that I was referencing before, I know she was upset about how she was being paid compared to the other male counterparts as well. I'm pretty sure at one point, although she was leading the school, the school program, that I was probably getting more money than her, unfortunately. Uh, so that's, I think, believe that's the biggest reason as to why she decided to leave and I don't blame her at all a black woman as well so yeah um and thank you so much Ernest for sharing those examples because it's so important that the listeners as well as the viewers hear stories that other people went through so they know that they are not alone they know that there's someone who's advocating out there and by us sharing our stories and really advocating we're helping somebody else because there's a lot of times where people just don't want to talk about it because of fear and whenever I t talk about fear I say well you could look at look at it as false evidence appearing re real or you could face everything and rise or face everything and run. But however you wanna look at fear, you can't keep letting it hold you back and you can't keep holding yourself back by you know, constantly checking off the box to be that token person and say that you are inclusive and diverse. Yeah, yeah. And just one last thing about this job, I think that just simply because they work with inner city youth 
um, they believe that they're they have this like white white savior complex about it. So as I was saying when we uh, came on my show, it's like you do hire a lot of people of color. The majority of the staff are people of color, um, at least the ones that I've seen because I I was barely in the offices anyways. I've only gone there if I wanted to like visit or if if it was something wrong with the the money and whatever then I would just go up there and speak or whatever but that was kind of my reputation anyways it's just like Ernest is going to speak up about these situations so I kind of you know got the reputation of we have to get things right with him or he's (laughs) even though I didn't yell I never yelled at any of the uh, employees any of the needs I never cursed anything it was still uh, I guess a fear of theirs that I was going to do that so that for some reason they would you know be extra careful when it came to my checks or extra careful to how I felt or extra careful and it was nice to you know get checked up on and things of that nature but it's like I shouldn't have to it shouldn't have to be a fear thing for you to give me that type of respect when everybody else just gets that because they're employees here and they're adding something to this program and without them and without me and everybody else this program is not lasting um mm. so, yeah it was just weird yeah that is weird it, it it felt good because they took the extra steps but how they went about doing it yeah. probably did not feel good because it's like why do why does it take all this whenever everyone else just gets this given to them yeah it's like i have to speak up on it sometimes more than once um it got to a point where all it took was one time for me to say something and then the problem was solved um but when i first started it'd be two three times and then it would be times i'm like i'm taking off work i'm like why am i coming here if this is going to happen or this is going to be an issue I'm taking off work and you're going to have to find someone else to fill that position. And then they couldn't. And then then it got to the point where, once again, uh, they just started listening. And as I mentioned with, um, when we talked about it on our podcast, uh, the CEO who got the job because of me, but as soon as he got the job, it seems like he revealed how much of an a-hole he was, to be honest with you. Um, because he was someone else who actually worked as he was one of he was one of the coaches as well when I was a student there. So he worked with Stephen. They worked at two different schools, but same position basically. White guy, but he moves on up. He leaves the program for years, comes back and becomes the CEO. Stephen's been with the program for years, still in the same position. And again, Stephen's made it clear plenty of times he's comfortable at that position, but. You know, and I understand if that's how he really feels, that's how he really feels. I'm just looking at it from the standpoint of can they at least make him some type of consultant or like can they give him something else on top of just part time st- uh, coach or whatever? Um, that was my thing. But again, the white guy, he gets uh, Drew, he gets the position, the CEO position. And as I stated um, when we talked about this, he would ask us to go to these mini events and it would be for the students and these were like unpaid events and I was fine with it but then this one unpaid event was just you know just for a staff celebration me knowing myself I don't like to go to those y'all little staff soirees anyways simply because 
that time can be spent writing, working on whatever book I'm working on, working on my podcast, designing clothes, or doing whatever I'm working on for me. At that moment, I'd rather spend that time doing all of that than going out. If it's for the kids, if it's for a good cause, we did charitable events, I didn't mind doing any of that stuff for free. Um, But it just made no sense. A lot of those events were paid anyways. I went because of that and for just because it's for the kids, for charity, whatever. But this one was just for the staff. And I said no to that and that event. And that was actually my third and final no, I guess, to his standard uh, for that year because he had asked me to do something, uh, two other things. And I don't remember what they were, but they probably were events that I I just blew off because, again, I'd rather do something else, you know, that was going to elevate me and my career goals. So I said no to him twice. And then that third time, I just, I saw his face and I just didn't care at the moment how he felt. Um, but he, it was like this passive aggressive, like, like smirk he had. Um, and I'm like, a part of me is like, oh, oh crap. I, I, I pissed him off. But the other part is like, nah, you know what? You, you're doing what you want to do. And you don't want to be at this event. It's, it's, it's just a staff tennis game. If I really wanted to play, you know, tennis with these people, they're great people. But we can do this any weekend. We can do this any day. We can do this literally any day. Why are we dedicating an entire day? Because the, the program is on vacation at the moment for this, when I could spend this time once again, working on what I have to work on it. Maybe the other people are fine with it. And it was, it's like my one no is not gonna ruin the entire thing. So, so then looking, yeah. so looking forward and knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to someone who is struggling with a workplace challenge, whether it's discrimination, whether it's ageism, sexism, nepotism, racism, or any ism that causes them to feel as if they are being challenged professionally in the workplace? Advice? Um... I would say you have to respect yourself. You have to love and respect yourself first before anything. And I know it's hard because we are working these jobs and we're not rich and we're just working and we're either working toward financial goals or we're in financial slumps and we really need these jobs. I've been there. Um, But at the end of the day, your dignity to me is worth more than just anything. And whatever issues you might be going through financially or whatever, if you when there's a will there's a way you will find a way to get through those issues you're not going to be broke forever you're not going to be whatever the situation forever as long as you make an effort to to uh get through that but allowing yourself to be disrespected because of your sex your race your your age your sexuality your religion your whatever um or to be looked past or passed up on for opportunities that you know you would do a good job in or you know that you want because your sex or your race or whatever um yeah it's not worth it to me and again I know everybody is different everybody has different issues different problems there are people who are worse off financially than I am you know I'm no rich person but there are still people who are worse off than I am and they really need whatever jobs that they have so they have to or they feel as though they need to go into these jobs with the idea of keep your head down, do your work, 
um, smile and, and, and if they say jump, you say how high, you laugh at all the jokes, even if they're at your expense, you go to every single event, even though you're tired, even though you have something to do, you never say no at all. Um, and you just be jolly and positive and all that other stuff. And to me, it's like you have to weigh the, the, the cost of all of that compared to who you are at the, uh, at the end of the day. When you do all these things, do you really feel good at the end of the day? I'm going to say no, because I, as someone who was told to do that, I wasn't always the outspoken or whatever. I was going, I was toting a line. I was, I was, you know, doing what I was told. I was being silent. I was keeping to myself. I was all of that. I never said no, but then it just got to the point where I never felt good about myself as I laid down. It was like, I don't feel good about this day. Yeah. The event was cool and fun. It was moments but I don't feel good. I don't feel like it was my, I had control into going to this work event or doing this thing. And even the simplest of thing, it's, it's the simplest thing. Like you just felt like you had no choice. You had to do that. That's enough for me to feel in any situation to feel like this absolutely sucks. I hate it. So Everybody is different, but with me, it's like if I feel as though I can't even have a choice because I'm being forced either economically or whatever, something is forcing me to be this way, to do these things, um, that's when I'm like, something has to change. So uh, my advice, once again, I know that was kind of long-winded, my advice would just be uh, weigh, weigh what is important to you and your dignity, at least in my opinion, will always uh be worth more than whatever dollar amount you're getting. I was getting, you know, close to a thousand every two weeks at that job. So it was nice, but at the same time, it was something that I wasn't going to stay quiet. And even if I was getting 10,000 two weeks or so or whatever. And I guess my question here that I would interject uh, for you listeners as well as viewers is how much are they paying you? to sleep on your dreams, your visions, and your goals? And is that dollar amount worth it? Is that hourly pay worth you sleeping on your dreams? Is that salary worth it for you to take a back seat on who you are and what you want to achieve? So really think about those questions as you begin to expound on the current season that you're in. And don't allow the limitations that other people place on you keep you conditioned. It's time for you to rise up and break those barriers despite the workplace challenges that you may be facing. And as we wind down, I want Ernest to tell you once again who he is, how you can connect with him on social media, and any other lasting thoughts that he has. Well, we start off by thanking you for having me on the show. Um, always a pleasure talking to you and speaking to the fans and you know sharing some advice. Um, pardon me once again, I am an author. I, I guess I'm a designer now. Um, author, podcaster. I just started my own clothing brand back in November bad for business bad for business clothing um so it's still you know up and running everything 
I'm fairly new, but y'all check that out. You can find me on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Ernest Sandifer. So E-R-N-E-S-T-S-A-N-D-E-F-E-R. You can find me there. Um, you can find me on Amazon that way as well. I have an Amazon author page. So go there, follow me. You can find uh, the book that I have up there. Now I'm going to be adding in another book, my first book that I actually published as soon as I get it up and running on Amazon. So I'll have two books there and you'll find all my book updates and just updates on whatever writing that I'm doing. Um, you can find me on Twitter as well at you love Ernest. Um, that is the word you underscore love and then underscore Ernest. That's Twitter. That's my Instagram account as well. I have three podcasts. So yeah, constantly working. So I have the Ernest Thoughts podcast. That's a podcast pretty much about pop culture, life, um, anything outside of music, movies, and TV shows, because I have separate podcasts for that. But on the Ernest Thoughts podcast, I interview people as well. I share my thoughts on things such as, you know, the various topics that um, you'll hear Genesis speak about, other topics as well, just things of interest. Um, the music podcast is called the My Two Cents podcast, where I just review an album every week or just talk about music in general. I love music. So to music, it's all about music, whether it's about like a music artist or just a style of music or again I'm reviewing a music album so that's the My Two Cents podcast um Two Cents is spelled you know with the dollar sign zero dot zero two so My Two Cents podcast season premiere podcast is the podcast I do where I talk about movies and tv shows I just review any of the shows that I'm watching the movies that I'm watching and it's really that simple so yeah those are all the things I'm doing right now and uh yeah that's me and there you have it listeners of gems with genesis amaris kemp you just heard ernest sandifer also known as you love ernest drop some of his gems when it comes to workplace challenges and issues he also shared all of his contact information which will be in the show notes if you like what you heard today make sure you like comment you could also send me a voice note to anchor.fm you could send me a voice note through my email address which will be in the show notes and make sure you don't hit i mean make sure you don't forget to hit subscribe and stay connected so you could hear other great guests who will be coming on in the future to share their stories because as you all know we all have a story to tell and until we chat chat next time peace love and lots of blessings signing out genesis amaris kemp Mm -hmm.